Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I have a special treat for you today because I think if anybody knows Little Bird Marketing, you know that we run on coffee. Now, secondarily, I personally run on champagne, but for the most part, this whole institution over here runs on coffee. And I know this uh, episode is going to be near and dear to the heart of my executive vice president, Ashley LeBlanc, and um, my other executive director, who is Leighton Cordell. I think these two people are partially made up of coffee. So I, I would not want to take the coffee away from them because I don't know how this, this, well, I, I guess I would say it's not that I don't know how this company would crumble. I don't know how long it would take for it to crumble if we withdrew the coffee from here. So <laughs> Zach France, welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. Hey, Priscilla. Thanks for having me. And I love champagne too. Probably don't want to talk about the last time that I indulged myself. <laughs> Maybe we could do that on a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Um, well, I, you know, people say, hey, what's the best way to reach you, Priscilla? I'm like, okay, put a post-it note on a bottle of Vov Clicquot and hand it to me. And I guarantee you, I will call you back from that note. So don't ask me what the best way is. You're going to yeah. get the truth. So, well, really cool. We're going to talk a little bit about this very entrepreneurship um, journey that you have and also a, an innovative approach that you had to coffee, which is really, if you think about one of the age old commodities of the world. So, which always astounds me, like who originally thought of coffee? Like, you know, Seriously, let's somebody figured this out one day. I'm we're very indebted, but we're going to talk about two things today. Not only your origin story here, but one thing that I think my guests would really like to hear is one of the failures that really is has led to your current success. And I think that's super important in entrepreneurship to talk about equally because it's not smooth sailing and there's not this one trajectory that just leads you from you know striding from success to success. We have a lot of lows, a lot of highs, and um, um, what I call the stunning discomfort of entrepreneurship. So Zach, <laughs> yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about what you were doing before Wildland Coffee. And then let's really quickly get into, okay, what is Wildland Coffee? And let's talk about like really the innovative idea that's there. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Priscilla. So um, and I'll actually tell you a really quick story before my previous company. So I started my first business when I was nine. I, um, I actually created a website on Yahoo GeoCities for anyone who like remembers what Yahoo GeoCities is. I think it was the first like drag and drop website builder. So I was always baking with my mom and I wanted to start a cake making business. So I created a website at Yahoo GeoCities. My mom gave me $50. Um, I never sold any cakes online. I think, I think it was the first e-commerce cake business potentially ever. Um, and uh, I sold one cake to my neighbor and then, you know, no one ever bought more cakes. So I, I had to, I, I, I had a lot of failures early on and continuing <laughs> on through, through my life that led me to this point. Um, but I started my first coffee company in October of 2019 uh, with a business partner. It was like my mom's uh, best friend's son, kind of like my cousin in a way. And I, I actually had originally wanted to create a coffee company because I was camping a lot, um, using my French press, and my pour over. And I got really, really frustrated with that. I thought like, this is annoying. Like, why doesn't someone just put coffee into tea bags? It seems like the obvious solution to this problem. And I had never seen it before. So I did a quick Google search and there's like, uh, I wasn't the first one to come up with that idea. Um, there are some other companies that do it, but they, I feel like they weren't attacking the market in like the, in my opinion, the right way. And so I approached, you know, my mom's best friend's, you know, son 
And cause he was like a graphic designer and a branding person. That's like not my expertise. I said, Hey, like you want to do you know, the branding and the marketing and I'll do like sales and operations. He said, yeah, cool. Let's do it. And I ended up leaving that company just about uh, a year later. So in November of 2020, it just didn't work out between the two of us. We had very different visions of how we wanted to run the company with the direction that we wanted to take it. And so um, I decided to leave. And uh, a couple months later, I started working on what is now Wildland Coffee, which is much more in line with uh, my original vision with what, with what I feel like is the best avenue for this product and what the market really needs. So when you, when you came to the conclusion that this first, uh, you know, machination of your idea needed to end, what was your first thought? And tell me a little bit of that origin story of what is now Wildland Coffee. I knew it needed to end and maybe there wasn't like one point, but, and I think I, I, there's probably a lot of people that are like listening to this that either have gone through this, or maybe they will go through this where you're like in denial about what's really going on. Um, and, but the, both of us had issues with each other, right? So it wasn't just like one side, right? Like we were not a good fit for each other. And I think if you, I found myself trying to like justify what was going on and like, and after a while I thought like, okay, this, where we are is not where I want to be. And it's not like that. I think I'm some like entrepreneurial genius, but I was the one putting up most of the money and I'm like, Hey, you know what? Like if I'm going to put up my money. I have a very specific thing on how I like on the, the, the market and the messaging and like where I think this is going to be successful. Like, I'm just not passionate about where this is going. And so if my heart is not 100% in it and I'm putting the money in that, I know like, it's just not going to work out. Um, <laughs> and even just like, like little decisions turn into like big disagreements. And like, that's, it's, it's just like a, it's just not a good formula. And so mm-hmm. we, we decided to split. Um, initially, I actually wanted to keep the company. It ended up that I left. And I'm always a big believer that everything happens for a reason. And uh, honestly, like, it was really, it was traumatic at the time, because like, it was like my baby. And like, I had spent a lot, you know, so much time and money on it. It was honestly the best thing that ever happened. Because if I had kept in the company, I would have been stuck with that branding and I could have changed it, of course, but it's it, it's kind of hard to change those things. It was much easier just to start over with a brand new slate and mm-hmm. just, and I probably would have had to spend the money that I ended up spending on the next business to change it anyways. So um, it was, it ended up being the best thing ever because I got to do it my way. The other thing is I now don't have a business partner. I decided to do this one solo and that really gave me the confidence to go out on my own. And I never had had that before. I always felt like I needed someone else to like help me and like, um, or not, not to help me because I, I know I need help, but I felt like I couldn't do it on my own. And now I found ways to bring other people into the businesses like mentors and a board of directors, people that, that can help me, um, but they're, it, it's just different. Right. And so it, it was a really good experience, although it was like traumatic at the time. Right. Well, that's, that's hello. Welcome to entrepreneurship. So tell us a little bit about the process because in CPG, you know, there's, there's an interesting process of, you know, research and development and figuring out your packaging and things like that. Is there an interesting story you have, you know, along that way, or what do you feel like you learned it in your first one? And then it was a lot smoother the second time around. Yeah. So I think this product is kind of unique because the co-packer that I work with, um, 
this might be giving away some of like the secret sauce, like that's the good. That's what this podcast is about. It's yeah. about secret sauce. Yeah. So like the product is the product in many ways. So like I I've got competitors and like ostensibly like it's their coffee in a tea bag. And I think that, that that's actually not unique with like coffee, right? It's like mm-hmm. you go to 100%. the coffee shop down the yeah. street, you, you go to Starbucks. It's like, there are differences, but like, it's still, it's still a, a 12 ounces of coffee. Right. <laughs> um, and so it, with coffee, it's very much about like your branding and your positioning. Like there was actually a company that just went public black rifle coffee for like $1.5 billion. It's just coffee. Um, <laughs> but their whole thing is like, it's, it's like, you know, like right wing Republican military. And so like, it's just coffee, but like they crush because of their branding. And so when I went from uh, high side, which is the original one to wildland again, like I knew I wanted it to be very focused on the outdoor community. And so like every, everything about it was the outdoors. Like when I was going with the name, it was like, it needs to remind people of being outdoors. It needs to like, I chose wild. Cause it was like, Hey, like you're, you know, I, I was living in Utah at the time. Like you're in the mountains. It's kind of rugged. Like it's wild, right? You're out there. Um, and then again, like everything with like the branding and the messaging and the imagery, it's all getting people to think about themselves when they're like waking up in the forest or waking up in the, uh, you know, in their van or, you know, in the desert or on the beach. Um, I want people, I want to transport people to like that experience when they like wake up in the morning and it's like quiet and they're having the, that really relaxing cup, cup of coffee. I love that. Yeah. So that's just telling a story and, and winning on the brand game. So is there a particular thing that you, you know, that you have in mind with uh, looking at that outdoors person and you, you obviously have honed in on your specific persona. They are outdoorsy. They are on the go. They do uh, to this degree, really enjoy nature. They want that solitude, but they're not going to have that without their coffee. (laughs) So as far as going to market that way, you know, you do see this big success with a, a big, you know, buyout of another firm who really took kind of that same concept and went down a different path. You know, what, what is your plan for how long you think this would take you to build or, or what's next for Wildling Coffee? Well, I mean, I would love to have it all built today because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm impatient. Um, I mean, really my, my vision is to be the outdoor brand for, I'm sorry, the coffee brand for the outdoor community. Mm-hmm. That, that is my goal. Um, and I will be here as long as it takes to get there. When I, when I first started, um, and one of, the, one of the lessons that I learned, and I'm kind of relearning it in a different way now, actually almost in the opposite way. So like in, with, with Highside, we, we wasted so much money on like Facebook and Google ads. Like, mm-hmm. And we weren't great with data. And we just, I don't think we were like, we weren't really ready to like fully jump into to that world. Like, I don't think we were like financially committed enough to like really spend some money. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we ended up like burning like $2,000 at a time. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've got clients that have come to you saying that, like, uh, this isn't working. Like, well, maybe you need to spend some more money, which is like kind of weird, but I think it's definitely true to a certain degree. And so I wanted to start the company and like, I wanted to like grow it organically. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to do like an ambassador program. And so what I did was I, I, instead of like me going through Instagram, like messaging like hundreds of people, I was like, I don't have time for this because I, I still have a full-time job. I, um, I hired a virtual assistant in the Philippines and she goes through Instagram with like certain hashtags. I, you know, give her like, here's who I want these people to look like. And she will message people. And I, I, I send them samples. 
-hmm. then if they like the sample, they say, hey, do you, do you want to join the ambassador program? Um, and so that's how I, that was like my original idea on how I wanted to grow the business. And I learned very quickly that like, one, I think everyone needs an ambassador program um, for a couple of reasons that I can go into. But in terms of like organically growing a company that way, like it's not 2015 anymore. <laughs> it's like <laughs> not, that's like not really going to happen. Like I, I was hoping to be like the next Warby Parker, right? Like, oh, we, we, we got here on ambassadors. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not realistic. Um, but that it has proven to be very beneficial and has been helpful in ways that I like never even anticipated. Like I had someone call me a couple of days ago and one of my ambassadors gave them a sample and they want to carry me now in their retail shop. So while it's not like the main strategy, it is a very big strategy that I, I think is, I don't know if it's like underappreciated, but I think mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of small companies doing it. I guess right. I see big companies doing it, but not like small companies. And I think it's because I come from a software sales background. So I'm, I was always going outbound, like calling people. And so that's how I run my business. It's like, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't want to let people come to me, but it, it, you're leaving things to chance. So mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of companies like reaching out to be like, Hey, I'll also use some samples. You want to join the ambassador program? It, it, so that's one thing that I would like encourage like smaller companies to do is to like be a little bit more, maybe, like maybe more aggressive, like on that mm -hmm. front. Oh, that's interesting. So let's unpack that just a little bit because you do, this is a, a side hustle right now for you. Yeah. And so you are a very successful software salesperson. So tell me a little bit about that world with a side hustle, because there are a lot of people who listen to our show and they want to go out on this and they know they're going to have to do two things at once. So what, what's, what are the realities to that? Or are there any pitfalls that you feel like you could share? Yeah. I mean, it's, really challenging. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm kind of in a unique situation where I, my, my boss is fully aware of what I'm doing. Like I talk about it on LinkedIn. Like I, I think a lot of people don't even know I have a, a, a nine to five job because all I talk about on LinkedIn is like my, my coffee company. Um, and he knows eventually he's going to lose me to, he's, he's going to lose me to this. Like mm -hmm. he's told me that. Um, so for anyone who like has like a side thing, one, like you have to be willing to like shove everything out everything else out of your life like like if you were like you know going and partying with your friends like that it's not gonna it's like you're done with that like you're you're done like having like nice dinners and like relaxing after work like it's just you have to completely dedicate your life to making a business succeed um and you have to have like supportive people. Like my wife is ultra supportive. Like she helps me in the business. Um, you know, she's not like upset when I'm working at 10 o'clock at night. So you have to have like a support support system around you. Um, the other thing is like, you have to be good at your day job or else you're going to like, they're probably going to fire you. <laughs> That's <laughs> seriously. Like, like if I wasn't good at my job, my, I know for a fact, my boss would have zero patience for what I'm doing. Right. Right. So there, there's a reality, like you have to perform at your current job or just, or be willing, like, just be willing to say, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Um, and, and I do have a plan on when and how I'm going to leave my nine to five job. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, you know, I, I would, I would love for it to have already have happened because I'm so passionate about this, but there's also like bills and reality. Um, yeah. But, but I do, I do have a very specific plan on like what needs to happen and then mm -hmm. I will leave. So when you are sitting back in what I like to refer to as the stunning discomfort of entrepreneurship, you talk about those, you know, the bills that still need to be paid. 
what are those things that get you through that? And, you know, what, what has been a little bit of your anchor to say, you know what, I'm not going to give up on this dream. I'm actually going through a lot of this right now. Um, (laughs) Just like the absolute overwhelm of how much there is to do. Um, So there's, there's a few things. Um, One, I've actually just been meditating a lot recently. And that honestly, that like really helps just like trying to like get centered because it's easy to get overwhelmed and look at like a to-do list of 50 things. And then it's, and then like nothing happens. Um, So for anyone who does meditate, I would recommend that. But, um, but for me, it's, I, I have a strong desire to like to solve problems. Like that, that's what, actually why I, I do sales because I, I like to solve problems. And that's why I'm an entrepreneur is because I, I like to solve problems in creative ways. And it really like, it excites me. I get up in the morning, I'm jazzed about it. And, um, and by solving problems, like I have a vision for my life that I want to create, like I, you know, I, I want to eventually have a second house in Montana. Like I'm not going to get that unless I'm pretty successful. <laughs> um, and so I, I have this, like, and there's other things too, like that, that my wife and I are, are trying to accomplish that. Um, it's just, I, I just know where I want my life to go. And it's like, mm-hmm. I have to, I have to make these things happen so I can get to where I want to go. That's so funny, Zach, because, you know, uh, in sales time um, at at the first company that I I started called Relay for Business, you know, it it doesn't matter how much of a dyed-in-the-wool salesperson you are. Sometimes you look at that phone and it looks like it weighs 500 pounds and you can't possibly pick it up. Um, But in my sales time, it was always marked off as sailboat time. And until we saved up and got that sailboat and got that dream. So I do think there is a lot to be said for really, you know, focusing on what that goal is um, and making sure that, you know, you, you still have that in mind and really in focus. I mean, I, I, you know, I can still look over to my right and I can still see the, the, you know, next sailboat that we want to buy. And, you know, this is about like really staying centered to your own personal goals. Of course, there's a lot of other things we want to achieve along the way, but there are just so many ups and downs to this entrepreneurship. It, it, there is a lot of overwhelm and I I'm glad to hear, you know, people being willing to talk about really the dedication that it takes because, you know, the, you know, TV makes it look like you put a little of effort into it and someone finds you and they buy your company out for millions and millions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think shark tank is probably like the, like one of the coolest things that ever happened to, to entrepreneurs, it's probably also like one of the worst things. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's some stories show up. <laughs> they come right. in like, yeah, and we want you to buy this. Oh yeah. No, we've never had any sales. No, we don't know what we're doing. No, yeah. we're not sure that there's not a competitor. No, I haven't looked up competitors. You're like, yeah. why are you on this show? <laughs> yeah. The other thing that really like keeps me going is like when I get messages from my customers saying like, I love this product. Like that is really, really inspiring. Um, the other thing is, I was just thinking about this this morning. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm like looking at like my numbers and my cash flow and and like things are going good. Like, but I'm early and I know most businesses fail. Like despite what I think, it's just the reality. But then I, I always think to myself, there are hundreds of thousands of businesses in the world that are profitable and probably don't have as good a strategy as I am, probably don't have as good a product as I do you know, maybe the people don't work as hard. So I'm like, other people are succeeding. Like right. there is success happening out there. So mm-hmm. it can happen to me. Like, 
and all those people that are having success went through the exact same thing I did. And so it's easy to get like stuck into like the, oh my God, I need to like send these 50 emails. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if I'm ever going to be successful. It's like, okay, like take, take a step back. A lot of people are having success. So it's possible for me to have success as well. No, oh, I love it. I will tell you, I'll give you one really big compliment. And especially as a, a brand or in a marketing company, you really have honed in and simplified your message very strongly. You know, when you talk about coffee for the outdoors, done. Dude, we don't need to get more complicated about this, you know? And there's a lot of places where you have your messages and they're very streamlined, they're very simplified. And I see a big error in a lot of startup companies, and especially when people do inside hustles. I think it comes from fear. Um, and so they like to over explain things. And oh, and it's for this person, it's, it's for everybody. If you have a commodity like coffee and it is for everybody, you, in essence, you're, you're are selling to no one. You are for absolutely nobody. So that's, you know, that's really where I think our conversation, where it started. And I'm like, yeah, that fits with our podcast and our audience, because we talk about understanding your audience and really coming in and being overtly helpful to them. This is a problem that they have. You can solve it and you just don't need to solve a bunch of other problems. Yeah. And that, that's like when I talk to other entrepreneurs that are like kind of in my same like timeline is I see a lot of people wanting to have a product for like a broad market. And what I tell people is like, cool, like now I was just, just talking to a guy a couple of days ago. I was like, okay, now you're competing with Liquid IP. They just got bought for like $500 million. Like you're going to lose that battle. But if you could be the Liquid IV for like salespeople or the Liquid IV for like whatever, like whoever the person is, like now you can compete because you're competing for this person, not for like, not with, not with the Unilever budget. Like right. you're, 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 they're going to beat you. Well, like coffee goes like, I I don't want to compete against Starbucks. Like that's, it's not interesting to me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah. And that's not, that's not your person, you know, a, yeah. at all. So I love that. That's totally alignment here. Well, you've been really generous. You're going to give away a couple of um, packages here. And when we promote this show, uh, be sure to be looking in the actual social media for it. Um, but Zach, make sure we, we, we get people to the right place. So it's wildlandcoffee.co. So it's mm-hmm. W I L D L A N D coffee.co. So make sure you mm-hmm. check that out. They're on Instagram at Wildland Coffee Co. So you can check them out there too. And I do like that look of like what you've been able to do with the ambassadors and, and really letting people do that, um, you know, consumer uh, generated uh, photography, that, that influencer feel, I can see that you have honed in also on that persona. Um, I guess my only other question would be is, you know, what's your, like, what do you want people to do? Let's, as a thank you for sharing your story a little bit, like get, give us your pitch. Why, why should we try wildland coffee well wildland coffee is the i'm gonna say it's the easiest way to make coffee when you are outdoors or if you're traveling it's delicious and it's it just couldn't be easier so that's why you should go try it you can get on the website or you can get even get it on amazon if you're like a big amazon person you want one day shipping um or fba prime so you can really get it um probably the next day I love that. Just so in case you're just heading out tomorrow for a camping trip, then you probably yeah. need to make sure you take care yeah. of that today. <laughs> awesome. We'll go check it out. Also on LinkedIn, since he talks about uh, talking about coffee so much, it's Zach Franz and it's Z-A-C-H. 
F-R-A-N-T-Z. So go check them out there. And if you have questions about a side hustle or want to know a little bit more there, but do try the coffee out. I know we got some um, in advance of the podcast here, uh, thumbs up from the Little Bird Marketing team. So a couple of people will get a couple of really cool packages from the Wildling Coffee team. But thanks for listening. And Zach, thanks for sharing your story. Awesome. Thanks so much, Priscilla. From all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and... Happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.